Budko Endonofsky said it right off the top. Anything less than winning is not good enough. That's the only approach for the new coach of the U.S. women's national team coming off its second straight World Cup championship. Kansas City's Andonofsky will guide the team made up of some of the world's best players like Megan Rapino, Carly Lloyd, Alex Morgan, and Becky Sauerbrunn. He sat down with star columnist Vahe Gregorian and Sam Mellinger and host Blair Kirkhoff on Sportsbeat KC presented by Big O Tires. It's Friday, December 20th. Andonofsky spoke to the challenges of taking over for Jill Ellis and how his soccer life was shaped first in his native Macedonia in the former Yugoslavia and for the past two decades in Kansas City. He played and coached for the Comets, the indoor team, coached youth soccer and the city's pro team, FC Kansas City. While this was happening, he graduated from Park University. So here's Vladko Andonofsky along with Sam Vahe and me. Vladko Andonofsky is our guest and I guess the first order of business is to say congratulations. Fantastic news when you were named uh, head coach of the U.S. women's national team. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you uh, for all the support. Uh, Kansas City has always been behind me in, in, in my whole career, and uh, I'm glad I, I got this job. I'm excited about it. You got to be. Hey, Vahe Gregorian and Sam Mellinger are here along with me, Blair Kirkhoff, and uh, it's... Um, uh, it is uh, Thursday. We're taping this on Thursday. We always do truth and advertising here. And uh, I, I got to say, first off, Ladko, that when someone becomes a coach or a head coach or takes over a team or, or an organization, it's often because the team didn't have much success. <laughs> it's, um, you know, the change at the top and maybe uh, change the fortunes of, of the team. That could not be less true in your case. <laughs> You have become the head coach of perhaps the most dominant uh, soccer team in the world, the U.S. women's national team, coming off its second straight World Cup championship. And uh, it really captured America's imagination this summer by winning in France. <laughs> so well, how do you, I mean, what, what do you do? I mean, you're, how do you maintain the excellence of the team that you're taking over? You know, getting into this job uh, was not easy, uh, obviously. Uh, lots of pressure. Anything less than winning is not good enough. And especially, uh, on, it's not because they won this summer. They won it the four summers before that. So they, they've been on top for a while. And it's not easy to stay on top for, for as long as this team has stayed. And it's not easy to stay on top even, uh, even longer than that. But uh, I was very well aware of the challenge. And uh, that's, what, uh, that's what excites me, that uh, I can do something that has never been done before. I can go, I can go and maintain this and make, make them even better. And uh, uh, one thing that has never been done, uh, uh, this team or no team in the world has ever won Olympics after the winning uh, winning a World Cup. So, I, uh, I mean, that's uh, that's the first step that I wanna first challenge that I wanna overcome. That's the first uh, uh, success that I wanna have uh, with this team, and then uh, keep on evolving from there, keep on developing and improving, and uh, hopefully stay on top for a, uh, for a long period of time. And before I forget, I was remiss in saying Jill Ellis is the person that you succeeded, and uh, all she did was win 107 of her matches with, uh, I think it was 19 draws and seven <laughs> losses. <laughs> yeah, Jill Ellis did an incredible job, and uh, it's uh, uh, it's not easy to... Uh, to come and step uh, step into this role after after someone like Jill Ellis, I mean, she built built an empire and uh, 
and it's like I said, it's not not easy. That's uh, that's what the, uh, where the pressure comes from. But in same time, because she was uh, so good at the job that she did, actually leaves a team that is already organized, disciplined, has a good uh, good structure. So leaves a team that will make my job easier. Uh, go in some ways going forward. And you mentioned uh, you mentioned the Olympic qualifying. That's next, right? That's that's in January. Olympic yes, qualifying. January twenty eighth, first game uh, in the group stage, and then uh, semifinal and final uh, are February seventh and 9th in uh, LA. And it's Concacaf. Is it two from Concacaf that qualify for the Olympics? Yes, two. The the basically the finalists. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So that's and because we talked about the World Cup success uh, of the United States. There's a little bit of a redemption for the Olympics uh, in 2016, I believe. Yes, uh, 2016 uh, was not a good Olympic year for U.S. Uh, and I would say for U.S. because it was still a good, good Olympics, good showing. Uh, you know, uh, unlucky um, in the in the quarterfinal, lost to Sweden, and uh, you know now hopefully we're going to be able to to do well i mean needless to say my first game was against sweden at home it was a good uh, good test uh, so it was uh, it was good it was exciting well one of the reasons we're we're thrilled to have you here is because of all of your experience in kansas city not just with the uh, with the professional team that was here but with the the comets with the youth soccer uh, that you that you coach the the odp the Sporting Blue Valleys, Futura, um, all the names that I'm familiar with because my kids went through the youth soccer programs in, in Kansas City, and as will Sam's, uh, Will. Um, and uh, I, I just, so it, it's sort of a general question, but in, in probably too, uh, too many tentacles to it, but I'm wondering how your coaching philosophies and uh, and just learning how to become a head coach was shaped by some of your your experiences in Kansas City starting with let's start with the Comets in, in your years with the Comets yes uh, uh, Comets I, I would start with playing with the Comets obviously I was uh, I was learning from uh, good coaches Oren Savic at that time who is now with uh, Sporting Kansas City and uh, then uh, I became uh, assistant coach to Comets. Kim Runfeld, indoor legend, uh, was coaching. It was a great experience, and uh, you know, it was one one in one way learning the game, but in another way learning the the learning the the, the coaching approach, the co- coaching philosophy, the leadership uh, guidance. I mean, there were there's so many things that uh, that I could learn, and uh, I'm sure that uh, I'm still learning. So. From there, I went to coach uh, FC Kansas City, and uh, one of my uh, one of my uh, one of the coaches on the team was also Hugh Williams, who uh, later on became uh, general manager. I mean, he he became my mentor in a way, uh, not not as much as on the on the technical side, as uh, but more so on uh, managing managing the team, managing the. Uh, personalities managing the, the players with individuals individuals so that was uh, so if, if I if I look back uh, there were so many so many people that uh, that had influence on my on my coaching career I, I'm just glad that I was always surrounded uh, by good people by good leaders by good coaches and uh, I was uh, I was blessed with uh, good teams as well you could have landed anywhere in the United States when you came here you you landed in Wichita Tell us about that uh, that story. So the, the the story actually, Wichita, is uh, very interesting. I, I was in the 
I was in Skopje, Macedonia, and my uh, my best friend was uh, playing for Wichita Wings, Dino Delevski, who we know was uh, one of the indoor legends as well, one of the best players to ever play indoor. So he called to um, wish me a happy birthday. It was my my birthday, and he asked me to come in. Uh, to come in uh, Wichita and join him. Join him. At that point, uh, I had no idea what uh, what indoor soccer was. And when he explained, I said, you know, I'm sorry, but I don't know how am I going to explain here uh, to my family, media, tell them that I'm leaving the, this game. Like at that point, I was playing for uh, for a, some of the youth national teams, and I was on the B uh, full national team. So I was. I felt like I was doing doing well. And I'm like, how am I going to tell someone that I'm going to go and play soccer with walls? <laughs> it was, I mean, they'll think that I'm, that I'm crazy. <clears throat> so uh, that's how that all came about. I, I came to, to see it. The, the, the selling point was you're going to love it so much. We, we play uh, the indoor game. Uh, the, the defenders are involved in the play so much that uh, you will absolutely enjoy it. So... I was like, okay, I'm gonna come and try for a few months. It was the it was the off season, and uh, I said I'll try it for a few months, and then I'll go back. And uh, uh, after those few months, uh, I just signed. Uh, I fell in love with the game and signed a three year contract, which the Wings folded, and uh, I made Kansas City home. And that's that's how you end up coming to Kansas City. The yeah. Wings, yeah, the Wings folded, and. Um, and so the team, the team that you played for here uh, in the in the early two thousands, was a successful team. It was a very good team. I mean, uh, some some of the players that were on that team uh, were amazing. It was it was an absolutely gr- a great experience. And you know, we mentioned Dino Delevski, uh, one of the best uh, best players in the indoor game that I've ever been around. Uh, then Goran Hunyak, I mean, that's uh, that's an indoor legend as well. Uh, incredible person. Uh, he was uh, he was kind of my mentor in the indoor indoor game, and uh, he he taught me a lot. It was it was a pleasure having him around. Alex Dotinka uh, managed to play. I mean, uh, he he went on to play for the Wizards and uh, I believe Chivas. So Chivas USA. Uh, there were, there were so many good players at that time. That was just. Uh, that was incredible. I mean, it was just a good experience. I enjoyed it. And you stayed to be. You remained in the organization. And started your coaching career uh, with. with yeah. With so after a while, uh, the comments uh, comments folded, and when they came back, uh, I was very excited. I mean, uh, I was a comments guy. I was, you know, the, the, it was the game. That was, it was the team that uh, that opened up a lot of doors for me and uh, helped me build lots of relationship and uh, helped me establish myself in Kansas City and. Uh, it became a home. Kansas City became a home for me. That, that was it. Uh, and uh, when, the, when they came back, I was so excited that I wanted to be involved in any, any way possible. And I went to the owners and I said, I, I want to help. I want to help in any way possible. I, 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 I mean, I hope I can, I can coach, but if not, I want to be volunteer coach. I want to be anything. And actually, they asked me to be assistant coach. Uh, uh, and I coached for free. I said, I, I I, I'm fine with anything. I just want to coach, and it was great. I mean, it was uh, the relationship with with Kim was amazing. You know, he's uh, he's been incredible with me, with for me and with me uh, throughout this whole time. But uh, those first few years were absolutely amazing. You won a championship as a head coach. Yes, uh, that was my, my first year as a head coach, and uh, that was a uh, that's a story for itself. You know, we were underdog; nobody expected us. You know, obviously at that point, young coach uh, coming in for the first year, and uh, it it just it felt like everything clicked at that at that point in time. So 
it was a, it was a good story and it was a good beginning. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good beginning. <laughs> yeah. What a championship for first time out. Yeah, I I've read where you you it was just a matter of how things developed that you ended up coaching coaching females first. I, I wonder if you could reflect on how you got started with that and and would you've ever guessed that you'd go on to coach at this level with women? Yes, uh, so I mean for some in some way uh, I was always coaching on the female side uh, more than on the, on, the, on the male side. I mean, I was coaching girls uh, in youth soccer uh, a lot more. I only coached uh, one boys team for a very short period of time, but all those years, like, for, I don't even know, 10, 11 years, I was just coaching girls teams. And like I said, I was blessed with some good uh, good teams, good group of players, uh, and uh, we were fairly successful. And when I say fairly successful, I'm not just saying successful winning uh, uh, winning games, which we did. We, we won the Youth National uh, Championship and we won, I don't know how many state cups. So we were good, but what we, what we were good at, we were good ambassadors of the game. We were growing the game. We were, we were good example of, of, uh, of a team that, uh, that, is, uh, that is good on the field, but is also good off the field. I mean, all those players now, uh, ended up, all of them ended up playing uh, uh, playing collegi- uh, collegiate soccer, they all graduated, and some of them are at masters, uh, taking masters degree now. Some of them have good jobs. I mean, it was a it was a good uh, good experience for me. And you would had you grown up not seeing a lot of uh, girls playing soccer? I mean, it was new to you when you came I, here. I, I can say I it's not that I haven't seen a lot. I haven't I've seen none. So it was uh, it was shock. Uh, first time actually when I saw it. Uh, when I was in Wichita, and uh, my friend Dino was coaching uh, was coaching a team, he said, "Hey, you want to come to this game? I'm going to coach. You want to see it?" Like, sure. So I went to the, this complex, and there were more fields with uh, with girls that were playing than boys. So I just kept going around watching watching the girls. So I remember they was like, "Did you come to see me and the team, or or the other teams?" So, but it was so excited exciting for me to see all those little girls playing soccer. It was great. It was uh, it was brilliant. When you were when you were coaching at that level, but why was it important to develop them? You know, it, it, you know, as you know, as people too, and not just their game. I mean, uh, not many of them are going to become uh, professional soccer players. Not many of them are going to be Megan Rapino and Alex Morgan and Carly Lloyd. But uh, we all have to have career after after a game if we don't become uh, one of them. And it was important for me. To that they uh, they're good people and uh, that they become good uh, good leaders, good good citizens. And uh, like I said, I'm I'm just happy that every single one of them I can go back to and look at them and I and I know that they they're, they're going to be successful in the, um, in their lives. I mean, you know, we develop them as people. Develop, we develop good characteristics. You know, they're all uh, they're all disciplined. They're all they're all organized. They they're all. Uh, Hard workers. They're all committed to and and lo- to what they do. They're loyal. So those are those are traits that that, that you can develop through uh, through playing sports. So I've got to ask you this. Oh, oh my gosh! <laughs> I, I'm gonna. <laughs> I can tell now. <laughs> so uh, maybe maybe I should mention. Uh, I first met you. 15, 20 years ago, so when I was with the comments, right? Yep. When, when you got this job, somebody sent me this story from 2003 that oh, I did with, with, with you and Dino. And I don't remember if you, I don't know if you remember this, but I just, this quote just jumps out to me uh, in light of your, your current job. You said, in Macedonia, they say soccer is a man's sport. 
It was really weird when I came here to see girls playing soccer. The first couple times I saw girls playing soccer, I just stopped and watched for a while. Everything is so different here. When I came here, I was very excited, but also a little nervous. Now to tell you the truth, it's been even better than I thought it would be. Um, hopefully you're not going to tell me that, that I misquoted you. <laughs> but do, do you remember like sort of that, that process? I guess I'm underlining Vahe's question a little bit, but was it right away that it clicked coaching females? Did it take a little, did it take a while for you to, I mean, it, it is different from how you grew up, right? No, I mean, uh, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't like difficult by any means. Actually, it was exciting. Like I was, yeah. I was so happy to, to see how good they are and, uh, you know, how well they do. And uh, now, you know, after reading the quote, uh, <laughs> you, you know, I mean, that's in line with what I was just saying earlier, yeah. that I literally would stop and just watch them. And I, I enjoyed watching them play. Yeah. And and maybe without even knowing, that's how my, my love for coaching females uh, developed, that, that they're doing so good and uh, just as good as uh, the young boys and, you know, some of them better. I mean, it was, uh, it was great. Uh, so uh, it was... I never in my life thought like, okay, I want to be a coach, but I want to coach men or I want to coach female. But sure. maybe inside of me, you know, something was always uh, uh, shaping me in a way or drifting, uh, helped me drift towards the female side. Yeah, that's cool. I, I also wanted to ask you this, like, you know, you, you just talked like you came to Kansas City basically by chance, right? It right. just as easily could have been Nashville or Chicago or L.A. Yep. or anywhere else. Um, but you stayed here by choice. And yep. sometimes like when you're, we were just talking off air – you're coaching Seattle, but you're still living here. Yeah. What What is it about Kansas City? Why, why was it so, I mean, it is important for you to stay here. It, it is extremely yeah. important for me to stay in Kansas City. I absolutely love Kansas City. I love everything about Kansas City. And I consider myself Kansas City. And, you know, I love uh, I love sporting and in Comets. And I and like I said, I was this morning at the Comets practice and, I, and I'll go and check out sporting. And uh, I love the Chiefs. I love Royals. I mean, I love everything about Kansas City. And uh, uh, even... Uh, after playing for the Comets, I ended up playing for Stockton after Comets folded. So I played for Stockton one year, played in Philadelphia. And uh, so I, I was Midwest, West Coast, East Coast. Mm -hmm. And we decided, no, Kansas City is where we want to be. And uh, since, I mean, since that point, we uh, we knew that this is where, where we fit best. Uh, we love the community, you know, love the people that we're surrounded with. And, uh, and I, I mean, I can't pinpoint one thing like because of this, it's, everything about the the city and uh i mean we're gonna be here for, as far as i know for a long time yeah let's go cool. all right good time to take a break and when we return uh we'll be back and talk a little bit more about the the, the women's national team and the challenges that are ahead and um and some other topics as well the biggest sale of the year is happening now at Big O Tires. Buy two tires, get two free on select tires in stock. That's two free tires when you buy an alignment and tire protection package. That's 50% off tires at Big O Tires. It's going on now, but it all ends soon. Buy two tires, get two free at all participating Big O Tires. Installation additional, plus shop fee of up to 10% of non-discounted retail price, not to exceed $35. Hurry, sale ends Monday, December 23rd. Hey, it's Blair. Hey, we have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners. Unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns we have to offer. And it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. For your convenience, your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. A lot of subscription services won't tell you that. They'll just sneak it on there. 
we just told you. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. We're talking to Vladko Andonofsky, who was kind enough to join us today with Vahe Gregorian and Sam Mellinger on, on Sportsbeat KC. Uh, Vladko, um, we, we spoke in the first uh, part of the show about the, the, the challenge of the Olympics, and that's the next big event for for U.S. women's soccer. Um, they became – the women's team this summer became rock stars, right? I mean, Megan Rapinoe is uh, – was she Time? Time, uh, I think. Sports Illustrated. And, Sports Widow. But right. the, the team got, is one of them, too. She got yeah. them all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clean sweep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So she got them all. And that means you, as a head coach, which you certainly have have had experience there, you're going to not only, you know, coach a team tactically, but but also manage personalities. And um, you prepared for that. Yes. uh, I had a chance to work with uh, Megan Rapino for two years, Ali Long, Becky Sarron, Lauren Chaney. I mean, uh, Heather Riley, those are are all uh, superstars, rock stars. I mean, they're all great players. One thing that I know about every single one of them is they all want to be the best version of themselves. And if they see that uh, you can offer something that, to help them get better and you care about them uh, as individuals as, and uh, as soccer players and developing as soccer players, they'll do anything. They'll, and uh, they're true professionals. They, they live their lives for this game. And uh, it's uh, actually, in, in fact, it's easier to work with them than any any other players. Ooh. Why is that? Because of their focus or yeah, yeah. The, the the mindset is just amazing. That like uh, they they have this growth mindset that uh, they they always want to try new. They always want to get better. Like if there if there is something at any point in time that I say we we could you could do this uh, in different way and it will make you a better player. That, that's it. That I don't have to say anything twice. You, you'll see them work on that over and over and over until they master it. I mean, uh, I always say there's a reason why they are where, where they're yeah. at. And it's not just the talent. It's that the, the hard work, the dedication, the mindset, uh, the, the, the resilience, the grit. I mean, they, they're, they're special breed. I mean, they're amazing to work with. Laka, I'm sure I'm sure you'd feel confident and comfortable taking this job, even if you didn't know them all so well. But how different do you think it is for you, with this feeling of having the relationships and having worked with so many of them in in other capacities? Yeah, I mean uh, that definitely helps. Just uh, just because uh, not every one of them is motivated in the same way. They're uh, they do have the inner motivation and uh, they do things on their own, but also. There are certain things uh, that uh, motivates motivates them. Uh, some of them, uh, you know, some of them just want to be told. Some some of them want to be asked to, to do or asked to perform in a certain way. Some of them want they just want to see a video of them not doing well. Some of them want to see video of, of them doing well. So, uh, knowing them uh, or having a chance to work with some of them uh, will uh, will expedite the process or of adjustment or transition into the national team. Are, are there any um, – I'm fascinated by this. Blair touched on it a little bit. But just your job, that team has a global profile in a way that few teams in America have, right? Uh, maybe like the Dallas Cowboys or the Lakers or whatever. I, I'm just curious, like, 
how much of your job is dealing with that in any way or blocking it out or whatever? I mean, because fundamentally soccer is soccer, right? But the U.S. women's national team is, is, is a little bit different. Yes. Uh, the Federation does an amazing job in terms of supporting uh, myself and, and the team uh, logistically. And they do a great job of... Uh, providing in, uh, for us in a way that we can focus on the game. Obviously, uh, there's so many other things that we have to and we want to deal with. But uh, when uh, when we're at work, then uh, it's all it's all business. And uh, like I said, the, the Federation has all, all kinds of departments that help us out uh, in terms of that. Obviously, um, I'm sure you already dealt with uh, our uh, communication department. They're very good and professional in terms of how they screen and uh, and uh, and choose the right, uh, right type of uh, right type of interviews and proper proper amount of interviews that we do, not just personally myself, but also the players and uh, photo shoots and all that kind of stuff. But we also have other other support uh, mechanism that we use, whether it's uh, from uh, uh, from well-being, uh, high performance, uh, analytics. Uh, there, there's so many other things that uh, that we're provided, so we can deal with uh, anything that. that this thrown our way. Vaka, along those same lines, it's an incredibly exciting job, but it must also feel like a great responsibility. Uh, it, it, when you got the job, it, did, did you have to think through all that, that feeling too, or, or did you just go I, and I do your work? I actually thought a lot uh, before I got into into this whole thing, like what, is, what does it mean? Uh, what uh, what does it mean for for me individually? What does it mean for my family? What uh, what is it uh, what is it gonna take for me to be successful? There's so many there are so many things that that I analyze because I I knew I'm getting into probably uh, most uh, uh, most stressful uh, coaching job uh, in in the states now because I the, every, everything anything less than winning is just not acceptable and. Uh, and which is which is fine. I mean, I not getting into the job. I I knew that, so nothing. There is no surprise. But uh, in same time, like I said, uh, it's exciting. At the end, it's it's the best team in the world. I mean, who doesn't want to coach the best team in the world? <laughs> and as you're speaking, just a couple of the thoughts occurred to me. One of which is your timeline in in the U.S. and specifically in Kansas City, kind of follows. Kansas City becoming a soccer, a, a really hotbed of soccer nationally, um, and, and, and you certainly contributed to that, coaching the, the women's professional team here, but I, I'd like to hear your observations of how soccer has grown in Kansas City in your, you know, 20 years here. It's it's amazing. I mean, uh, when when you look around, uh, um, around, around the city, soccer is a, a topic. I mean, people talk about soccer, you know, 2000, it, it was different. Uh, you could, you, I mean, there, there was soccer, but not, not as much. Like right now, uh, I'm pretty sure like most of the, uh, most of the families, uh, they, they at least start a little bit in soccer. You know, some stay a little longer, some a little less, but soccer is, is a topic in, in families. And I remember uh, early on when I came, we, uh, we were talking about uh, how uh, how big is soccer gonna be, and when is it gonna start uh, start really making a mark in uh, in uh, in the community, and not just in this community, but in in the states. And uh, my my thought was always when these kids that are playing now soccer have kids on their own is where soccer is gonna be huge. And that that, that is the era. I mean, where those kids that were playing when they were 12, 13, 14, now they they start having kids on their own, and that's that's where you see a big big growth. But uh, there's so many other things that help with that. Obviously, kids. Uh, 
Sporting KC has done an amazing job, uh, and uh, you know, with their success, but also with uh, with the impact that they have in the community. Uh, so that they've been great. Uh, FC Kansas City, you know, winning two championships. They 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 created a buzz in the community. Comments and their success. So soccer is out there pretty much anywhere anywhere you turn now. Think we can handle a World Cup in 2026? I would love to. <laughs> yes, I think that there's no doubt in my mind the community is, ha- is uh, ready for, for a big event like that. Okay. How about, uh, uh, how about the idea of, and I'm sure it's not your call, but maybe I'm wrong about this, the women's team training here at some point? Uh, so the women's team was here last year and right. trained uh, for, uh, for a short period of time. The, there is a talk about uh, coming, coming back again. And uh, I have nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> but it'd be but, convenient. Uh, but nice, yeah. nice but there's, a, there's a cycle. Um, there's a cycle that the team has that uh, uh, I think they follow. I can't remember if it was a 12 months or 18 months uh, cycle where they go from one to one to another city. Except uh, I think LA and uh, New York are, are out of that cycle. I mean, they they get a, a little more often. We we touched a little bit on on you know this sort of monster that you're taking over, right? And, and the success they've had. I'm just curious, are, are there things that you've identified of, you know, here's a new direction or here's something new that I want us to try or a new emphasis, anything like that? Yes, I mean, uh, as a coach, even though they're best, in order to stay the best, you, you have to keep keep evolving because if you stay uh, if you stay in the middle lane, people will uh, people will, uh, pass, pass you by. Yeah. I mean, they, other countries are getting better. They're investing in women's soccer. They're investing... Uh, in uh, female soccer in general, in youth soccer uh, everywhere, so we have to stay. Uh, we ha- uh, we have to change things. Not necessarily just because it wasn't good. We have to change so we can stay ahead of them. And and uh, it's not that we, uh, we want to change because the, the game is evolving and because uh, we, uh, we want to follow the, those uh, trends, but. We're the leaders in everything. We want to. We want to be leaders. We want to implement. We want to be innovative uh, in a way to we to so, so we can create some of those uh, trends. So other countries are following us, and uh, that's why uh, there uh, there you know things that we will probably try to implement uh, from the tactical perspective, from and from the technical perspective, but also from the organizational perspective uh, in terms of uh, analytics and high performance and nutritions and. Uh, and uh, I don't know what the, what else would be there, like any any type, whether statistical analysis. So that there's so many things that that, that we can change uh, in in the approach, and uh, in order to to stay on top. One thing people would like to see changed is uh, equal pay. Um, I know you were asked about it at your press conference when you were introduced. Yep. Um, as as and it was it certainly was a topic during the World Cup. Um, so give us your thoughts. I, mean, I I said it in the pre, in the first press conference uh, that uh, I su- uh, I support the push that, uh, that the that the players have because uh, uh, it reflects on the on the field. I know people uh, always ask like uh, how's that reflecting on the field? It's like the push that they have reflects on the field positively because that's who they are. They're 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 competitors. They're 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 fighters. They uh, they. Uh, they're resilient. I mean, that that's the attitude. That that's how they're they're wired, and uh, that's why I'm supporting that. All right. Did, I, one other thing, just to take you back a little bit, if you don't mind. Just, I, I'm curious if you could describe the the impact of soccer on your childhood and what it, what it was like back home, 
And if you knew as a, as a boy growing up that you, you, you hoped it would be your life forever. Yeah, so, so early on, uh, I mean, not just early on, but uh, I played soccer, you know, started early, played soccer uh, all my, uh, in all my youth. I played in the academy, obviously ended up playing uh, professionally there first before I came here. And uh, at that time, it was it was hobby, became a profession. But now when I look back, uh, soccer was way of life for me. It's not like I, it's, home, it's almost like I didn't have a choice uh, because in my high school, uh, uh, household, my dad was ex-professional uh, soccer player, my brother was professional soccer player, two uncles, professional coaches. <laughs> so it was, I mean, two of my cousins, uh, one of them professional player, actually ended up professionally. Uh, the, other, the other one was also a soccer player. But... Uh, uh, in all our family gatherings, uh, every every meal we had, it was soccer was uh, the topic. We we talked soccer, we watched soccer. So so n- now looking back, it's like I don't feel like I, I had a choice. I mean, you know, <laughs> soccer was a way of life. That's that's what we were that's what we we're doing. We were playing, talking, uh, watching soccer. That that was it. And um, when I knew that I, I'm going to be a coach. I always wanted to, and I was I was always the, the one kid that just wanted to organize everything, always wanted to put things together, always <laughs> wanted to uh, outsmart the opponent uh, when we were playing, even on the street. I always had these strategies. I mean, all the, I, I am, I'm pretty sure I was pretty annoying, and I, and I heard that a lot, but uh, I guess uh, that was just the coaching side in me at that point. And uh, I mean, I that's why I retired a little bit uh, sooner than I probably... Uh, could have, but uh, I just wanted to go into coaching. And, and when you left to come here, you, you certainly, I don't think, picture that you'd be here 20 years later. No, I came here, uh, I can't remember, it was a short time, but let's say I came here in six months, three months, whatever it was, and uh, I'm still here in my three months. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, as you can tell, Vodka, we were all over the map with our questions, and uh, thanks for your indulging us with this. Um, Terrific to have you here. Congratulations again on on being the U.S. Women's National Team coach. And for Sam and Vahe, that'll do it for us today. Thanks a lot, you guys. Thank you. Thank you, guys.